Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, the cult is back on the road, and we're screaming down the highway to hell, because we're talking about Duel. So let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thanks for joining the cult this week. We really appreciate it. Leave us a review on iTunes. We'll give you a shout out. Uh, also, go to our YouTube page and subscribe. Tonight, we're talking about Duel. It was directed by uh, one Steven Spielberg. Came out in 1971. Had a budget of 450000 Was rated PG and currently sits at an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you don't know what it's about... A business commuter is pursued and terrorized by a fucking horrific... My God. Truck. Oh. Yeah. My God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. God, you really sold that. Yeah. A fucking truck. Yeah, well, that's what happens. It gets terrorized by... Uh, what kind of truck is that, Cody? Uh, a fucking truck. <laughs> you got a flammable one, <laughs> there for you sure. Go. Yeah. So. As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hello. Chris Willenbrecht. What's up? And Michael Salustio. Hello. So every time I do something different, he's got a mirror. He's got a mirror. <laughs> what did I do that it was yeah. mirrored to you? It was so mirrored. You, you didn't hear me. I went hello. Jazz. Yeah, but I didn't. Wasn't sexy at all. Like, I wasn't <laughs> anyways. You know what? We'll let the audience right, hold on decide. A second. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a matter of opinion. I thought it sounded a little sexy. No, Good no, for you. I was not sexy. Oh, well, I was. You were sexy. Both of you went for sexy. No, I did not go sexy. Okay, I did not I, try to bring sexy I, back. I, I I did probably probably bring sexy back. You I pr- sounded more like Mister Rogers. I was like hello. <laughs> Hi. Okay. That sounds like a really rapey Mr. Rogers. Well, write in. Write into our email and let us know. <laughs> right in. Yeah. At P.O. Box 55. Yeah. Am I sexy? <laughs> <laughs> Cody, this was your pick. Why'd you pick this film? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> wait for it. Thanks, guys. Uh, no, I picked Duel because um, I saw this movie. I've seen this movie like a couple of times uh, throughout throughout my years. Uh, you know, you see movies and you get inspired. Like one of my all time favorite movies of all time is is Jurassic Park, just because I saw that movie as a kid and it fucking blew my my. That's what made me fall in love with movies. Like as a, as like a kid was just being blown away by that and like, is this fucking real? You know what I mean? Uh, and having that that experience for the first time in in, in the theater was in, crazy. So as I got into film. Wanting to find out like more of Steven Spielberg's stuff, um, I stumbled across Duel, which is his first feature-length film. Uh, and I think this is my argument for a cult film of Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and uh, I think this is the closest we'll get to it, because I think it's inspired a lot of other films. So Cool. All you know, right. That's why I picked it, because I don't know how many... Anyone's seen this before, or am I the only one? Yes, I've seen it before. I've never seen this before. This is my first time. Okay. Yeah. So good. I got some newbies and I got a, a, an experienced person. I I've like been this. wanting to see it because you guys, well, I think you particularly yeah. always bring it up and it's like, oh, it's Steven Spielberg's first movie. 
you know, and I was like, what does that look like? You know, was it shitty? Like, there was so much mystery around it. It's and not his first movie, though. It's not his first movie. It's his first feature length. It's okay. not even his it's, first feature It's not feature even like length. that. Yeah, it's a made for, t- this made for TV movie. What is his first feature length? It's like film? something called, like, Flashlight. But he, like, it was like he made it for, like, $500 when he was, like, 17. Well, okay. that's no, not, okay. that doesn't, wait, that, I mean, I don't think This that, is considered that, his first commercial, think, like, yes. film. Okay. I don't think that's it did have a, this, <laughs> this film did have a theatrical release uh, where scenes were added to it. Um, after it premiered on TV, after it premiered on TV, because it okay. did so well on TV, that's fine. But still, made for TV movie, so you that, know, that happened to find its life elsewhere. But I'm not saying that's negative. I'm not saying this it's was the one that really got him hooked in with all the greats, like all the good directors of the time. You know, like they all like really respected this film, and so you know that's why I was with Coppola and Lucas and um, I forget who else, a couple other people, but the old Bay City Mavericks, right? Yep. You know, what did they call them? Did they have a group? What was the name of their group? Well, they had Zoetrope Films, yeah. which was something that they tried to like do. A collaboration. And it was like a collaboration, and they all came out of, I think, the Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I was excited to go in and see what, what to me, would be, like, the earliest Spielberg film I've probably seen, so... Yeah, no, that's how I, uh, you know, one of the reasons that I like, I delved into this, I delved into this film too is like, I want to see what an early Spielberg film looks like. Is it, yeah, exactly. Was it garbage or anything like that? How did you, Kyle, how did you come across this? Uncle Ken tape. Oh, really? Bringing Uncle Ken back oh, to yeah. the show. Yep. It was this. It was, it was, like I said, people who are longtime listeners to the show know that Uncle, T- Uncle Ken liked to organize. Mm-hmm. He organized his VHS recording. So this tape also had, um, uh, what's the the car? I think is the one. What it's okay. called? The movie. It's called the car. It's about that uh, black fifties black thing on it. Uh, it's fifties black car that's like apparently the devil, like okay. killing people in old western towns and stuff. And there was another thing. Oh, I think it was uh, that that anthology was also on this tape, which was nightmares. Okay, because nightmares ends with the. I remember that because. Nightmares, the final story, I think in Nightmares is the ones with Lance Hendrickson where he's the priest and he's getting chased down by the truck, right? With the vehicle. I don't know. Okay. You're, I thought you've seen that before. <laughs> How old were you when you saw this film? I don't know, probably like six. Eight, oh, wow. Okay. Eight, you, yeah. Damn, you grew up with this. Yeah. yeah. I did not grow I saw it much older. I was probably in my teens when I saw it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike, this is your first time. Have you, besides me, had you have heard of it or had you? I'd heard of it. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen other. Like really early work, like I'd seen Amb- Amblin before. Okay, I've seen other uh, Spielberg early works, um, but I had never seen Tool. No, Tool, Tool. No, I've seen Tool. Not a good show. Not a good concert. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Oh. I was bummed out. Dude, the, the the stage was black the whole time. You're it's like I don't even know it's them. Base here. I don't even know it's them. How do you even know it's them? I didn't know it was them. I didn't trust it. Well, perfect circle. Then they they come back with that. Then Pussifer. And Pussifer, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Duel. Look, uh... I want you to cut it out. What? Just, Just cut it out, okay? Where? Now, come on, I mean, please, I, I don't, let's not play games. What the hell are you talking about? I can call the police. Police? You think that I won't? You're wrong, mister. You, you, if you think you can take that, that truck of yours and just use it as a murder weapon, just <laughs> killing people on the highway, well, 
You're wrong. You've got another thing coming. Man, you need help. Don't you tell me I need help. We're uh, talking about Duel, and it was my pick. And uh, so, I'm happy about that. Yeah. No, this is cool. Like, I don't know if this is the first kind of like of this movie of like trucker chasing. Well, civ- I mean, I guess civilian. You could say, I don't like, know Maximum Overdrive. But that was that was in way 80s. later. That's what I'm saying. I I think this is kind of like come on, the dude. Vanishing. Who was waiting for Vanishing Point was 71. Vanishing but that was Point, in... not the Vanishing. I'm sorry. But that's, yeah, and right. Even the even that's different than this movie. Like this is like a a a, a trucker who is going to kill this man. Pretty much, although we never actually see the trucker. But, no, yeah, but this is a trucker who's going to, and I feel like this is kind of the first time we're seeing this story in film. I don't know; there may be one before this. Hopefully, someone corrects us. Yeah, I don't know, but I feel like this is because I mean, this is seventy-one. That's pretty early. I feel like Killer Car or Killer Killer uh, R- Road Rager. I feel like it had to have been done, right? I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. Had, like, in the sixties, I'm the, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like feels like it, but maybe who knows? But this is I don't also know. like. This uh, you also get the impression like I was waiting for this dude to be like Candy Cane, like <laughs> well now you know where they yeah. got it from. I yeah. mean it, it was definitely I forgot about that movie Joyride. Yes, like but yeah, it's totally I could see the inspiration if it's, oh yeah that story pretty much I think a ripoff. Oh I have. yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the worst movie though. You know Joy Joyride right. wasn't terrible. No, um, but you see I feel like I see where they got it from. Yeah, exactly. What a, I mean this I felt like this film was like. Pretty ambitious, actually. Oh, I agree to that. I agree to that. And I want to, and I would say even, even with just the opening shot was was extended for the 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 one that we saw. We did not see the TV version. We saw the theatrical release. Um, that was an extended intro to make the movie longer for a theatrical release. Um, and I, dude, from the get go of just pulling out of the garage, was like in love with this. This I felt. I don't know. Like I'm like, dude, they're just driving around with a camera. Yeah, but it, it I, I do recall making jokes. Wasn't making jokes during this? The like, first ten minutes of this film is like It's literally oh, yeah. oh I made a joke because I'm like, the dude on the radio is still doing the census bureau yeah. shit. Oh, my, oh god. my god. That was a little much. Oh, fuck. I agree with that. But just I mean the opening shots alone were just like the tunnel, the lights driving like, out of LA yeah. basically like or yeah I I I yeah, got so a little tired it was a little tiresome after a while. Yeah, the point I of view the stuff in the, the intro car was, was, like, was a little long. Yeah. I liked in my it. opinion. I enjoyed it. I thought it was it's it was creative and I liked getting a little tour, you know, like uh, to to kind of set you up for this traveling salesman character. Den- Den- what's his name in the movie? It's not Man. Dennis. Dennis is his real name. Dennis, right? Something? Dennis Weaver. Weaver, yeah. But like, yeah, it David just it, it just went on too long, and and I, that that is something I want to touch on eventually. Is like how this movie is paced. Okay. All right. Not yet. Yeah, not now. Though. Not now. No. We're not gonna get that now, no, Chris. No, no, don't talk about it now. Did you talk about what the movie's about? Oh uh, yeah, I gave a brief synopsis. I was getting, I was opening up with the opening scene there of the driving out of, mm, out okay. of, uh, yeah, I would presume is L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then we're uh, basically we're out driving basically in the middle of nowhere, and it's him and this this uh, hideous beast of a truck in front of him, and he basically goes around him, and that starts off a chain of events that uh, you totally saw coming, right? Ruin his life. 
<laughs> Ruin his a, life. A chain of events, stopping at gas stations and then driving on the road again, and then <laughs> stopping at gas stations and then driving <laughs> on the road again. I mean, hold on, <laughs> Come now. on now. I got yeah. Hold Whoa. on, I don't want to. And uh, listen, uh, I, maybe I pulling off by something. railroad tracks for a time or two. Oh, oh, coming, wow. right out, coming right out. Coming right out. Now you see him coming oh out of the gate, what is, swinging. What what you're mentioning is yes, yes, I agree, is true. But the way that the tension and the way that the suspense is built is like you're totally undermining. Cody, it, I want to, I want to 100 agree with you. Yes, I, I, I will like as well. And I'm, and film, I'll agree with you as well. Like technically, this movie has a lot going on for it. But as far as the story goes, like mm, it's not really that. Great. How is suspense a technical what really aspect? Builds the suspense in this, and I think that what actually actually builds the terror of this film a little bit too is that it's a common thing for anyone that has taken yes. a long road trip. Like it is a common thing to want to pass a truck and then to do this mundane action and have it have repercussions that could mm. like cost your life. Yeah, I feel like that's like where a lot of the like the fear comes from because it makes you feel like. Like this you could, could happen yes, to you. exactly, yes. You know what exactly. I mean? And uh, I got to commend uh, uh, Spielberg on that a little bit. I, I I thought he did a really good job with that, and he kind of held it throughout the entire movie. Oh, definitely. You know? Let's not forget this movie is written by Richard Matheson, though. Yeah, it's true. That's, no, but that's but, an important but, aspect. But, but to, to Chris's point, yeah. like a lot of the editing—that's true. That's all Spielberg, right? Like yeah. a lot of that, and the way he did it, and the way he made it seem. He could have edited it with more uh, uh, urgency, let's put it that way, but he didn't. Like it was, it him passing that truck is so like it's just like a nonchalant kind of yeah. like you don't think much of it until like the fucking shit goes down, and then right. as soon as the shit goes down, you're like, "Fuck, are we ever leaving this? Like, can we ever come back from this? Like, is this trucker ever gonna be like, hey man, just joking?" Yeah. Well, and it, it doesn't ever happen. And the other thing too is that it sets up, I think, like brilliantly, is that we never, we never, so we never see the trucker, right? Right. You see his arm. That's it. And his boots. And his boots. Uh, but the thing about it is, you instantly get this knowledge from just looking at this heinous truck as it starts to terrorize David Manor, main character. Uh, you get this knowledge just by the front of it having different license plates. Mm -hmm. That mm. this guy has probably done this before, and these are his trophies. Mm. Uh, that he's done this in different states, and like I always thought it was just because if you were traveling between yeah, states, you would have multiple plates. Yeah, like, oh, I, 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 always, I don't know how travel laws or trucker truck driving. Oh, laws I always took it the, the way that this man is good at this. How good this truck driver well, is no, at this? I, I think, that he I, has done it before. I think that's how, how me and Chris took it, and how you took it. It's kind of the it, it, you're kind of talking about the same thing though, because you know when I look at it, I see uh, I see you know a bumper full of, of license plates from different states. So he, in my mind, I put it together as well. He's a truck driver, so he so he needs these so he can kind of drive through and deliver through these various states. Which means this guy's all over the fucking country, and at any given point, he's probably pulling this fucking move. So I kind of got the same. I kind of got the same thing. Have you ever seen a truck driver with multiple license plates? Probably not. I, I haven't seen it. I, I when I feel like that was a thing. That at was some a thing point. back no. then. Yeah. No. What do you it mean? Never, no. It was never a thing to have oh, multiple. Co Cody, the fucking the the fucking traffic no. law McGee from the seventies over here. Yeah. Fucking a, a dot. The DMV, huh? Yeah. What's up? 
Yeah, why, why don't you regale us in your tales of your fucking seventies <laughs> no, traffic think laws? Think about it, dude. I even I even think about like the fucking like nineteen twenties cars the Ford made. It had one giant fucking license plate. Like it didn't have multiple ones. Just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, listen, I think truck driving I might be say, a different story. Per- personally, I how do you guys know? Listen, I, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump and say uh, agree with Cody here. I have never seen a fucking truck with multiple license plates. And never pictures seen it. ever never ever. And and if it. You know, if if someone is going to correct us and tell us, you know, no, that many is, of our ma- many trucker fans, you think this is the that first time? to our podcast on a long, long I haul. Mean, it's a, interstate. We're all is, just guessing here, so whatever. Like somebody could look this up right now. I don't. I think I do not think this is the first time this truck driver has done this in this movie. No, <laughs> he's you, too good at you it. You have Thank to think you. about it too. Yeah, I mean, is this really an isolated road rage event? No. That this guy is going back over and over again. I mean, he goes he goes miles and then he just never gives up. He has to fucking Well, think about it. this. I mean, like everywhere he goes, he's a truck driver, so he's like getting cut off by people. So eventually he just snaps and he's like, I'm gonna wait for somebody to fucking do but this. He's also, and then that's my victim. No, I but think he doesn't really but victims. David never killer. really like That's what I'm saying. Well, everywhere he off. goes. He doesn't cut him off. No, he doesn't, but people cut him off because he's a truck that goes slow up hills and all this other shit. Yeah, I think he was going slow because he was being a dick. Yeah, that's how I took it, too. Was he was, like, he he was, was you think he was instigating it? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. He didn't wait for, he didn't wait for something to ha- trigger no, that. No, he selected. He selected. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think maybe he saw that fucking red car coming and was like, all right. This is the one. This is my victim. This is it. This is just whatever, whoever, whoever it is. I think it says something to something that that Kyle has said multiple times on the show, like this idea of like this unoriginated, like unstoppable force. Yeah. Right. That is being is the fear. Like 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 Jaws has kind of like this too. Right. Like Jaws is like you don't really hear a backstory to Jaws. Nope. But it's just this unstoppable force Mm -hmm. that indiscriminately will pick a victim. And and mercilessly attack them. Yeah, what's great about this movie is, is that you know the even though yeah, there's a truck driver, there's a human inside there. You never see him, so you're 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 face down with this unhuman well, and then, object. It has no soul, which and is this why is what I you're think that's why they never show the face of the trucker. Yeah, yeah because that would, would humanize this guy a little bit. Yeah, and they they want it to be just the truck. Oh, also, I, I read this just now. It says that some trucks would be, some trailers are licensed only within certain regions. So they would be required to register and pay road tax for all regions that they operate within. Um, so in the seven, so nowadays they probably just have tags, but in the seventies they probably had plates. Yeah. Ah, well, I mean, I don't know. No, yeah. I don't know. No, you heard it here first, folks. Someone call their <laughs> someone call their parent who was alive in the seventies. Someone call their parent who was alive in the seventies, and also a truck driver. No, because they would see seen trucks on dot. the fucking road. It's not like their trucks are from the future. <laughs> I think I read that apparently Spielberg like auditioned trucks essentially. Like he like he had to go like spend time and like because it was looked at by him as like a character, you this know, truck like is menacing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like maximum overdrive. Like yeah. they make those vehicles characters. And the the cool thing is too is they set up uh they set up David Mann so brilliantly with uh, his character, with that just that one conversation he has with his wife on his on the phone, because pretty much he's essentially by himself th- almost throughout the whole film. Yeah, I think they do a fantastic job of that. And even when I was watching it with Kyle, I think I I mentioned this too. Just the the 
they really foreshadow the the character arc that he's going to go through, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the idea that his wife uh, uh, is is criticizing him about, like, I guess a coworker yeah. or a boss, maybe, like uh, coming on to her or something, something like that, and he doesn't do anything about it, leads you to believe, like, it's it's all about that subtext, right? Like, the subtext that, mm-hmm. like, he's a pushover. Right. Like, yeah. he's not used to, he doesn't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. And, like, this whole fucking film is about confrontation. confrontation. So right. he has to get over that at some point in time. Yep. You know? And I, it's, that's, like, really, that's really great writing. Who who do you say the writer was? Richard, Richard Matheson. Math- Richard Matheson. That's great writing. Well, the crazy thing to me, and uh, just to go off of that a little bit, and it's gonna it goes kind of to the end of the film, but I I think it's like that change doesn't happen until like the last five minutes. Oh yeah, well because yeah, literally the last five minutes. Well, of the and, and and I think they do they 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 do a great job of showing you that because we you know after this phone conversation, like as the film goes on, and like him talking to himself becomes so much more panicked. But at the same time, he's still like trying to find some rational line. The line of yeah, this there's is like, oh, this is gonna there's stop. There's gotta now. be something that he's just fucking with me is ultimately what he's thinking this whole time. Is like mm-hmm. it's a little extreme, but at the end of the day, he's just fucking with me. And then he finally it finally is like one of those moments at the end when he finally comes out and he's like, All right, fuck this. I'm gonna actually chase this well, chase this truck down. And the the, the in the uh, in the first half of the film one of my favorite scenes of it and i think it's kind of hard not to like the scene is when he gets ran off the road and he goes into um what is it chuck's cafe yeah he mm-hmm. goes into chuck's cafe is that when he hits the fence yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah. which is cool that man that i was like that that was cool i was just kidding. you that got made, the it, whiplash like yeah. <laughs> the old they're man. so concerned about him nobody even asked about the fence yeah. like <laughs> I, that scene made me chuckle a little bit just the way the car whipped into there and yeah. then yeah because and he's walking away it's like is anybody gonna like who owns this fence yeah. Is he going to leave some a note? Behind? Like that's how nice the 70s were that you could literally smash through a fence and like all they care about is if you're okay. Nobody somebody's not out there like, "Oh, someone's going to have to pay for that." They're like, "Come on in, have some food." But the 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 truck drives past and keeps going. Right. And he goes into the to Chuck's cafe and goes into the bathroom and kind of cleans up and is trying to rationalize everything that just happened to him. And uh, he goes out, and uh, he sees that the truck's sitting outside of Chuck's cafe. Mm-hmm. And inside there, we're led to believe someone is... Is the trucker. Is the trucker. Yeah. And it's such a goddamn good scene, man. It is. The it tension is. You see, you in see, there... You see our main character is like looking, at, he's trying to match up like... He's, I don't know. He's trying to match up with faces, but he's looking at their boots. He's looking at their arms. Yeah, he's trying. Like, to, he's trying to find out the the only piece of information that he has about it. Like I know, like there, there, there's a scene where he uh, they they really focus on the heel. Right, gets all scraped up because he kicked he kicked his uh, uh, bumper. Yeah, the trucker had kicked the bumper of the truck. So yeah. you imagine that, like, okay, well, I can find like and I can match that. Yep. Uh, that was really that was really smart. Like just editing and directing right there. Was, yeah, that was a fucking great scene. And then he has that awkward walk over to the pool table. <laughs> it's like the slowest like saunter while yeah. looking the other direction. And he just says like the weirdest thing and then knocks the sandwich on that dude's hand. And, oh like, my god! Hey, oh my god! I felt I felt like that scene was like really good as far as like the the amount of force those two people were using like during that like th- throwing each other around when he punches and he hits that light. Like he, it, that looked like an accident. Actually, like he fucking punched it and it flew off the oh, thing yeah. and crashed. Like they were really going at it that in that part. Scene. And I was no, I, mean, I I will give it up to uh, one Dennis Weaver. 
Uh, I don't know him from anything else but Duel. (laughs) And I thought, man, he fucking killed it in this movie. Like, the conversations that he has with himself, the, the, the him sitting at that table with the menu, like, having that conversation where he has his hand... Oh yeah, over his eye, and he's like looking at everybody at the table. And the conversation. Some of those were so his, in his head and on his face. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there, there's some choices that he made in this film that I, I just really, really like. There mm-hmm. was one scene though when he's covering his face, and that was hilarious as fuck. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, and <laughs> people, obviously it. people can't see at home, but he's, he was like, covering, his Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, he was covering his mouth and eye, and then like acting like he's peeking out from behind his thumb, which wasn't even close to his other eye. There was it's some, like, there was some really, I like, I, I do think his performance was great, but I do think there were some moments where it just lingered a bit too much, and it didn't strengthen it for me. Like, I, I was like, okay, this is getting kind of corny at this point. Like as far as what is like as as far as his reactions like that he would give to certain situations, especially in the in the cafe, you know, is like the camera just pushes in and pushes in. But it's like it's actually it was it was going too long to the point where it felt like it was getting corny, you know? See, I felt like it went on long to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that was like a kind of classic seventies little tension move there. I guess it just didn't, I didn't like it did it, like I agree with you. It did linger on too long in the cafe on some things, and I felt like that was done on purpose. I gotta say, like I, I, I think maybe I'm the only one in the room, man. But I not not once while I watched this movie thought this is long. Oh yeah, no, you're was, alone on. Well, that's that not one. true. The in the intro. What? Oh, we uh, both joked we, about we, that. We did joke, but <laughs> in, in all in all fairness, that was not part of the original film, right? That was added no. for the feature. Yeah, but oh, either was that was added for the feature. That was added yeah. for the oh, theater okay. to stretch okay. it out. Okay. To stretch it out. Either was the train scene. Oh really? The oh, train. I liked that. Scene. Yeah, I liked that scene. The train scene where he was behind him, pushing him towards the train. That mm-hmm. wasn't in the original. That wasn't in the original. That was the cool. school great bus. Scene. That's a great fucking scene. The school bus scene was not in the original. That was kind of a weird yeah. scene. And then that uh, felt like it was just chewing up. Time. There was a, it was another action scene. I can't remember Forced what it tension. is. But there was another action, another action scene like that that was added in for the. For the theatrical, okay. so a lot right. more terror. Interesting. Yeah. And the curse words were obviously added in. I think he says shit. <laughs> I believe he says shit. I didn't even notice. <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy that would say shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought like the the uh, that besides that, but I, I feel like it wasn't like a long as as me. I don't mean long as in sorry, I'm all over the place. <laughs> yep. I don't mean that it felt long as a scene. Being in the, um, mm. I meant the some of the shots feel like they linger on a character maybe too long or a facial expression too long to give you that uncomfortable feeling that he's feeling there. He's right. extremely uncomfortable in there right. because he doesn't know which one it is. Chris, it's just like fucking, uh, yeah, John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, I got it. You don't it. know who I, it is. I totally understood what they were going for with that whole thing. And I don't feel like you know. I don't really feel like you got <laughs> it's it. Pretty, it's pretty <laughs> obvious. There's not much else to assume from that situation. Well, like, I mean, I can understand where Chris is coming from to some extent. I will say that... Yeah, the the, the, the cafe scene, the cafe scene, I, I, I can... I can agree with you a little bit. I did kind of feel like there was a moment where it kind of took too long where he was analyzing everything a little bit. But I want to also say, contrary to that, that like this film does a really, really good job throughout the entire film of keeping suspense like 
mm-hmm. constantly going. going. Yes. Yeah. So like even when there are moments like that, I'm like, it makes up for it because right right when he gets back on the road, I really thought that a film that takes place primarily on the road with almost no goddamn dialogue in it whatsoever mm-hmm. would get old after a while. And I will personally say that I did not feel that way throughout this entire film. Mm-hmm. I was like super engaged by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and not knowing anything about this film, Cody, when when like when you picked it. Yeah. Like no idea. Like no idea what to expect. Like not going into it with any kind of it's an early Spielberg film. I expected it was going to be a little flawed and a little unpolished and uh I was really surprised by how well he captured that suspense from beginning to end to end which in in uh, that's uh i know that we were kind of all over the place on this one but that's fine uh i know pacing was brought up a a little bit earlier too i have a i have a hard time with that because once we're on that fucking road man it is like non-stop chase yeah i think i yeah it doesn't stop like he's around every corner you cannot take a pee without this truck Coming through the wall. Yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you uh, that it it is pretty ha- ha- action packed and like fast paced. But at the same time, it to, to, for me as a first time viewer on this film, it felt p- kind of redundant. Like I I appreciate what was going on and like I do I did feel the same tensions that you guys are feeling mm-hmm. and like but there was just some moments where I would like check out and I'd be like you know like i'm kind of like not in it right now as much and then all of a sudden something happens and i'm like okay snap back do you to think, it let me ask you that do you think that was a um maybe a a detriment to its time from when this film came out Be- or no because vanishing point i never i don't think i ever felt that way in vanishing or point. do you oh. do you think the movie would have been better if it just had a better soundtrack or any soundtrack well, I don't know. one thing I will credit this movie for is its sound. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was listening, I was watching it with headphones on, and like the sound is really what makes this movie suspenseful. Yeah. Honestly, it's the sounds of the truck, the cars, the you know screeching tires, like crashing. Like, there's so much good sound in this movie that I feel like that's what was really propelling oh. my emotion. It wasn't so much the the visuals even though the cinematography is great don't get me wrong but it's like it did get redundant for me i don't know man like and plus with with like fucking uh dennis weaver's performance especially like later on in the film as the character starts to kind of deteriorate more and lose start losing his shit of like why he can't rationalize why this guy just won't leave him the fuck alone uh, I think that adds to the t- the, to the suspense and tension because he literally kind of goes insane there for a little bit in the car. Well, it is an insane thing because he's out on the open road and like it's hard for us to uh, the whole time I'm watching this film. By the way, I want to say that it was it was kind of hard. I had to go back to a time before cell phones. That's what and I, the fucking internet and shit because you could just call up the cops, right? right? But he has to like he is miles away from fucking anything and there yep. is a guy that is trying to kill him it's almost like being on the open sea yeah yeah and like and having shark. no laws yeah <laughs> and a shark like, and a giant shark trying to kill you possibly huh? yeah but in this case it's a giant truck, truck. yeah and it, it it really gets you to think that like okay there are areas of the united states that you go to where i mean you could just get killed and like who would really stop it <laughs> how would you how, like? Who would be there to, well, that's, to 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 get you justice? Like, how would you even know that would also, happen? That's also why I loved that this movie is like 1971, and like it's like it's like that's the perfect time period for this movie because that's 
something like that could happen. Now, if you were to take this movie and put it in 2017, it'd be like, oh, my fucking drone found you and well, I sent my drone off for help. The fear of isolation, <laughs> I think, is really, like, you're not isolated anymore. Nobody is, like, yeah, because no. you're connected by your phone, you know? But back then, it's like, yeah, you're really just left to your own devices, like, out there, you know, as a traveling salesperson, yeah. doesn't know anybody. And you, and think, you, th- you assume that everybody else is on this same page with you, that, well, like, we're all going to just accept the rules and, like, not kill each other and shit. Right. And, like, there's this one guy yeah, that, it up for at a moment, like, you realize... Like, no, this guy is fucking batshit crazy, and he won't leave me alone. Well, and you see those rules. You actually see those rules put into place when uh, he freaks out on the road, and he stops the old couple. And he's like, yeah. you got to get to the police. This guy's trying to kill me. And that old lady's like, you're scaring me, mister! And, like, <laughs> yeah. like and refuses to help them, or him, yeah. sorry. Uh, they ref- think he's the crazy one. Yeah. And it's like well, this guy, well, some random guy ran up to you, shirt all, all, all over the place, sweating from head to toe. I'd one be, thing, I'd be scared too. One thing, middle I, of nowhere. One thing I noticed. One thing. That's <laughs> one, <laughs> one thing. Just one. Just one thing. <laughs> one thing I noticed that Spielberg does um, a lot in this film is he, and maybe this translates over into his other films. I haven't really paid attention, but I noticed in this one, characters talking over each other a lot. A lot of like one person saying one thing, another person saying another yeah. thing, another per- like this chaos, this like this conversation chaos. Well, even their conversation chaos is building the tension of like, are these people going to go get help? I don't know because they won't. They're arguing with each other over if they should go get fucking help for this man who is being chased down by a, a fucking killer truck yeah. driver. It happens several times in the film, like the, that same kind of interaction of like just craziness all at once. The snake, yeah, the snake orama. That was a great. That was a great scene. It is a great scene. I don't know it, what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't what? remember that actually in this movie. Do you? What? Yeah, like, I don't remember a lot of like talking over. Yeah, I don't remember. But that I, at all. I, but, and, it's and just I, a couple. I think I might might be to say that, that I don't remember a lot of dialogue at all in this film. Right, yeah. right, right. There's not. There's the cafe, and where there is some talking over, uh, there is. It doesn't really. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, it, it's just something that stood out to me as like uh, a choice, like a directing choice to have these characters sort of. This the, the, be argumentative and be sort of like it's it, it was well it, it helped it helped to make to make our main characters like life even more stressful because it's like these two can't even shut up for five minutes and listen to me I'm the one who's in yeah, danger yeah yeah exactly yeah. that's the one thing I kept on asking myself too in this movie was watching it uh, with the main character in her story I'm like when is this dude either gonna break like when is he gonna break your main character yeah. I didn't like think he, he was when, gonna break. No, no, I mean like when's he gonna make the choice to eat, like stop taking the shit? And it's like Dude, it's a Plymouth Valiant versus a fucking eighteen wheeler. No, no, I just meant like as far as like there's several moments where he kind of gets out of the car and chases after the truck. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and I was waiting for like m- like his moment of just like, come on, bring it on. And you got it at the end. But and that's what I was saying, it was like the last five minutes you get that too. But I mean he's he does. He doesn't make the decision to fight back until that last. Well, I also think there's the discovery of that that he doesn't even really know the the extent of danger that he's in. Like there are moments, like small moments, where he's like, "I'm gonna pass this fucking truck." Yes, you know, mm-hmm. and and he thinks that this is a safe place where mm-hmm. it's just like, "Yeah, he'll give yeah. up. He'll give up." Yeah. And then he doesn't. And I, but I think that all goes back to that that conversation he's having with his wife too. Like the yeah. moment he starts realizing like things aren't safe. And that, like, he's in real danger. 
Like he does have to make that decision to to take a stand for once. Right. As, as, as the only information that we're given is that he hasn't made this stand now that he's actually doing it. It just like it with what little dialogue we have or what what we actually really even know about this character. I don't even know what what the fuck is he selling. Does you know, anybody I have no know? idea. I don't even You don't I, know a yeah. lot about the character, but like I just got to give credit to it, man. Like felt really super connected with the guy like man like, well it's because on, it because, stand up to this guy yeah, man. dude do it, it for once exactly like. <laughs> it, it, it's so many he touched on so many different elements that are so that are so uh people can associate themselves with like the being on the road dealing with some asshole like on a long ass road trip who won't get over like having to pass them like like this frustration of like the situations in life where people are like god damn it i wish i would have said something i wish i would have you know blah, blah blah it's like all these different Normal things that everyone experiences, you kind of captured and got them on film. So you, you just associate yourself so much with this main character. You did a great job. Well, with you that. know, no, you know why it's so easy? Because if you really break this movie down to its core, what it's really about, it's about being bullied. What's yeah, the meta? Is. I was gonna say, what's the metaphor? Yeah, it's I mean, it's about being bullied. Like yeah, when I watch when I watch it, that's what I see. Mm-hmm. I see that this movie is one hundred. Like if you were to ask me, what is the uh, yeah? What's the metaphor? Or what's the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Metaphor. Uh, the theme of the movie, it's about bullying. It's about standing up to your bullies. Like, that's exactly what this movie's about. I agree. I, what, I kept thinking that there was some significance to the fact that it just said, that it said flammable on the side of this uh, uh, truck. I think it, like, led to the idea that this thing was a little bit more destructive than it might be. Yeah. But does it explode at the end? No. No. Yeah, it doesn't. It. That's the weird thing. That's why it, like all the Make whole movie you're seeing it, but it doesn't blow up. $450,000, Chris, okay? They don't get the budget for pyrotechnics like that. Right. Well, I mean, it also <laughs> leads you to believe in a weird, scary way that he wasn't actually transporting anything. Yeah, but bodies. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually... Bodies. What's funny is that's exactly what I thought in, in while, while watching this film. It actually occurred to me while watching it. was like, he probably doesn't have fucking shit in that trailer at all. He's just driving up and down the road looking for Yeah, he's for just victims. driving up and down... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that it's so funny you say that because I totally forgot about that, but it just it popped in my head while watching. Like, there's nothing in this fucking well, trailer. As beat up as that truck looks, you right. would think, like, yeah, that doesn't look like something that would be. I didn't even think it would hold any liquid yeah, at this point. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's a tanker. It's a tanker is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know what? Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Duel. And what's your name, sir? David Mann. How do you spell that M-A-N-N, that's two N's. I'd like to report a truck driver that's been endangering my life. David Mann. Hey, guys, we're back. <laughs> good, for, good for us. I'm glad we made it. <laughs> that was a real wild clip there. <laughs> oh, oh, and we are talking about duel. It is my pick, my pick, my. So why'd you pick this movie, Cody? We already, we already answered that. Oh, oh no. I God, do, okay. did I just wake up again? We didn't, we didn't ask if this was a cold film. <laughs> no, I was going to ask that question right now, Mike. Is <laughs> duel because you reminded him? <laughs> is duel a cult film? No, I was actually going to jump right into that. Uh, no, I can see it in his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> we're on the same page. Yeah. He can, we're he on can, the same page. He can feel it in my touch. He knows how. He knows. Wait, what? He can feel it in your touch? Yeah, he your can see tush. <laughs> He can feel it in my touch. He can feel it in my touch. No. <laughs> um. Oh wow. Is this a cult film? Kyle. 
I mean, no. I don't think it's a cult film, but I think it's a great film. But mm. I don't think it's a cult film. Why? What? 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 What have you seen that's made you? I mean, what? It's the cult of Steven Spielberg. Oh, it's his first movie. Is that the cult of it? No. Okay. Is that what people are latching onto? No, I would. No, no, I haven't said my answer yet. Okay. No, you just keep saying no. No. Okay. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? No. Sorry. No, Answering just... for his cousin. No, no, no. I was saying no to Cody. Oh. Well, um, I don't. I don't see it. If it is, oh, I mean, it is. It is a well done film, and it is Steven Spielberg's first. But I don't know what about it would make it a cult film. Like the story's. Maybe I don't know. Is the story that original? <laughs> yeah. Mike? Mike reacts with simply a grimace. <laughs> Mike, Mike, what do you think? I feel like if there's any any semblance of a cult following for Steven Spielberg, it's in his Amblin like like yes. stuff that he produces almost more than he even directs, right? Like the Gremlins, the Goonies, like all of those films that kind of like yep. The, anything that Stranger Things ripped off, pretty much, <laughs> you yep. know, pretty much, like right. But even then, I would say are mm-hmm. those are not like cult films as much as they're pop pop, pop culture, culture films, yeah. like phenomenons, right? That like right. really like defined a generation. So, in terms of Duel being a cult film, I gotta say no, man. I just don't really see it. Like, here's the thing, guys. Oh, here we go. Here we I, go. Put our seatbelts on. No, I agree with you. I don't think it is, and I really think it. Sh- I think it's the best argument you have, though, for a Steven Spielberg to to uh, to be one. Why the fuck did you keep saying no the whole time? I was saying no because okay. I just it's fun. <laughs> did you like make? Your, liked... Did you make your decision as the as we went around the circle and no. came back to you? <laughs> no, see, Kyle, Kyle, no. You know, a Steven Spielberg directed movie like this has like what I think uh, people would find in like that like cult films would find appealing about some of his work. Like if like. I don't know. This has, I, I do think it is somewhat of original, not maybe an original idea, but somewhat in film world. I think this is probably one of the first of its kind. Uh, and it did spawn other movies, and it did. It is in pop culture, like like I was saying off air before. Uh, like Grand Theft Auto has a mission based off of like based off of this. Yeah, but I, games, I totally, like, I totally have to like hundred percent actually agree with with Mike and his description is perfect. It's the it's the Goonies and and stuff like that. Those are really like Steven Spielberg's cult. Like, if if anything, those would be the ones that are the most cult. Oh yeah, I'd, phenomenal. Do you think so, ET's cult? I, I I mean, at this point, it's become I don't know. It's weird at this point. I feel like it it is, but at the same time, I feel like there's just nostalgia. So I don't know. Or what, I mean, what's always, real. I don't know what's real anymore. Yeah, the film always with Richard Dreyfuss and <laughs> and That's John true. Goodman as a ghost that haunts his girlfriend and watches her have sex. What's that? <laughs> Have you not seen the film Always? Oh, no. no. It came like the tail end of like, uh, I think. Is that the Am- Amblin that Temple got away? Of Doom? No, it's it's <laughs> about it's about a guy that flies in a plane, Richard Dreyfuss. He's like a like a pilot and he crashes and he dies. And then he like, it's like ghost. It's ghost. Okay. Essentially, it's ghost with pilots. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that... a, it, it's it's not a bad film. It's probably his worst film. That was between But but being that that being said, not a bad film. Yeah. Well that was between Last Crusade and Last Crusade. Hook. Okay. And Hook? Yeah. Fucking knocked it out of the park there. Love Hook. That was a great fucking movie. You know what's funny about Hook? Please please show what the rotten tomato score on Hook is. It was well, oh wow. 
Well, audience score is seventy six percent, but the tomato meter is at a twenty nine percent. Another How reason not to fall like it's it's like it, yeah. Another reason like where I feel like like that film twenty nine rotten, twelve fresh. Don't out of follow. Don't tomato. follow Rotten Tomatoes, people, because there's really only one source you should be getting your movie yeah, it's cold review, film review reviews from. Like, <laughs> it's cold film review. You're goddamn right. Both. Guess of what? You. Guess what? Five stars for for hook. Five hooks. Hook for gets me. five hooks for me too. <laughs> but I mean, like. This has got like the horror theme to it. It's got a crazy truck. It's got the unpolished. Like it is, there is things that are unpolished about this film. You could tell as like Steven Spielberg gets better as a filmmaker as he goes on. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But there's some cool stuff in this movie with like lighting choices and uh, shots and just the cow. He characterized the truck as a character itself with through the through cinematography. Um, is is great and just like there's just so many good things like visually with this movie. I feel like yeah, too. I think it's a great movie. I think I think I think if if we want to like you know come to a middle ground or something on whether or not this is a cult, we could say it has what it, has the, could, it has what it needs to be a cult. That's what I was trying to say. Then that's yeah. exactly what I'm trying to say. I don't think it is a cult film, but I think it has th- it has all the right ingredients. It the, just has yes. never got it. Just never got that that. Yeah, picked up by the masses. And I don't know if it's because it was a made-for-TV movie, which is is probably the best made-for-TV movie I've ever seen. (laughs) I definitely enjoy his younger stuff, though. Like, I feel like more than his more current things. I Um, like the 90s. I was was a fan of the 90s. You know what film I really like of Spielberg is Terminal. The Terminal. Terminal's oh, great movie. That is a good movie. Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. That's a great movie. movie. Minority Report. He doesn't have have a lot of, of, of terrible films. Maybe like Temple of Doom. No way! I love that movie. Oh, really? Fucking love I it. Mean, Jesus, look, I, I, I will say <laughs> no. The Crystal Skull. Yeah, Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull but I mean, I'm terrible. talking about like the mid, the mid, the mid '90s. Like, I actually watched the Temple of Doom recently, and it doesn't really hold up. Like, no. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I was gonna say about this movie because of the this being made in '71 and where we are with technology now. That makes this movie scarier. Because you have to go back to you, you have to put yourself in that time place where there were no like phones, like like you know what I mean. Except yeah. for in the middle of a fucking snake pit, like you know what I mean. Indiana that's what Jones. that's what kind of makes this movie hold up too. I feel like I I think this film really actually. I mean, yeah, it holds up in the sense that I, I think we're all old enough to know what it was like in a world without like cell phones. Yeah. So I had a beeper. I had a beep. I had a pager. Whatever. Yeah. I had a pager. Hit yeah. me up on my beep, bro. Hit me up on my pager. Nine one one. Let me know. What's um, <laughs> that's the only thing mine did. <laughs> I, I, I really can't speak for a generation that that has never experienced what it might be like to yeah. not always be connected. Um, but I don't think it's that hard of a stretch. So, yeah, I really think you could watch that, and I, I I don't think that somebody. I don't think a young kid watches this, or not a young kid, but like a teenager watches this and says, I, I have no idea what that might be like. I mean, your phone still runs out of power. Yeah, but you know what the thing, maybe maybe the thing that doesn't connect so well with like a younger audience is just because maybe they haven't, not all of them have like been on a road trip or driven a long trip because they just haven't yet. You know what I mean? Like maybe this connects a little more with older Audiences, I, I don't know. Like road trips are still are not something that are, have been technical 
technologically outsourced. No, it's not about technologically. Hey, it's not like people are only it's taking like, planes, you know. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's. I yeah, feel like I, even kids but, I nowadays, mean, even nowadays, they take though, that trip to Disneyland or whatever. Even now, now though, it's a lot safer though. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you not you don't it's more traffic. You don't hit the fucking, you don't hit the si- route Route sixty six and cruise through the fucking middle of the desert for the next two days. Well, not only that, like like, <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> <laughs> That's why this movie can, can be so terrifying, is because they you can put yourself in a place like, oh my god, this guy didn't have that kind of technology right. where someone could save him. He's literally right. by himself. He's so alone. Right. So desolate. Yep. Even his wife doesn't like him. Yeah. Let's just rate this man we're jammer, shall we? What are we, what rating, are we rating it? I think we should rate it um maybe Toll Roads. Uh I was thinking maybe cheese sandwiches. That's such yeah, a Swiss fucking sandwiches. Yeah. Which... Let me just get some white bread and some cheese, please. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck? You're an adult. <laughs> yeah, fucking cheese yeah. sandwich. In a cheese sandwich. And he asked for like an egg after that. So he's like, yeah, can I have an yeah, egg, egg on the side. That's, yeah. a, that's a fried egg on the side. Oh, that's weird. a panic pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a panic pick if I've ever seen one. All right. So cheese sandwiches. Let's cheese sandwiches. Start. I want to start with Mike on this one. I am going to give this a four. Uh, I really think this is a phenom. It's, it's a really good film. It's a good film in terms of like the suspense that it builds. Um, for a first outing, I guess we could say for eh, Spielberg, eh. not his first outing. It's his first like critically acclaimed, not critically acclaimed, but like accepted feature film, right? Yep. Because everything else was TV. Yep. Or, TV or some weird like yeah. student shit that he did, and then Amblin and like short films or whatever. But what I'm saying is like for this, like you really do see like a lot. That will become Jaws. That will become his later works. Yeah, and I feel like he does a really fantastic job at building suspense, which I think, on a very fundamental level, um, if if you are a filmmaker, if you're a burgeoning filmmaker or whatever, you should like really check out this film to see like how he does that because he roots it in such a mundane. Thing that we've all experienced going on a road trip, passing a fucking truck, expecting that you, you really take for granted that people aren't trying to kill you every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he really preys on this idea that, like, you can't, re- like, the only thing that is that is separating that is one dude snapping <laughs> on an open road where no one's watching you, and then you're fucked. And I think that that's where all the fear of this film comes from. And I think he just does a phenomenal job at that. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just a four Swiss cheese sandwiches or whatever the fuck <laughs> we're calling a, it. It's a cheese sandwich, Mike. I thought it, was fr- uh, th- it was a good film. It was a good film. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Kyle? I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go with a four as well. Um, I agree with a lot of what Mike was talking about, but the suspense, but the one thing I, I think we only briefly touched on, Chris, you brought it up, but I... I really want to talk about is like the sound the sound design and the sound work in this movie is fucking great and it's not great but it's not great in the sense that like oh it's created this otherworldly thing it actually creates this fucking very real very mundane world the 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 sound of the just the engine rut like roaring on this silent chatter in the background and then as the panic ensues and he's getting chased by his truck you're just hearing the two vehicles kind of you know, racing against each other, who's going to run out of steam first type of thing. And the sound design works really well in that all these just sounds of mechanicals and tire stuff actually help serve to make the audience member, at least for me, feel a little more, um, a little more like secluded. You know what I mean? Like a little more alone because you're just, 
in your car surrounded by the the car and the road noise and then your own thoughts and your panic and your breathing. So I thought that brought a whole new character to the movie and made it really enjoyable for me. So I'm also going to go with Ford. This is a great movie. Check it out. Chris! Barring another watch, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching the film overall. I thought it was like awesome to see Spielberg's early work and see it translate into all the other movies that we've seen since. And it's it's true. From this film, you can definitely see the guy has a very clear vision of what he wants. He thinks very hard about what he wants to capture and how he wants to do it. I think he's got a great eye for cinematography. Like um, So many great shots in this film. The sound design is really well done. Um, the only reason I'm kind of knocking it down right now is because... Maybe if I watch it again, I'll feel a little more connected to the lead character and and get a little bit more invested in the tension that's created in this film. But it was, um, uh, again, the pacing for me, like I found myself checking out from time to time. And, you know, that could just be, uh, you know, I don't know, could be just a victim of, you know, anything, I guess. But if I watch it again, maybe I'll get more connected. Um, I would recommend people watch this film it's it's fun to watch it's well done the stunts are really good um but i have to sit at a 3.5 for right now i will give it a four also dude i just think this is for uh, uh you know your first i guess i don't know how to, i guess it's not his first feature but kind of his first feature for your first kind of feature uh yeah man, man is man is that a solid at bat I mean, that's a solid at bat. And it's just, there's, I like a lot, there seems like he's a little more experimental with what he's doing in this film comparative to other films, which I kind of liked in this movie. Um, there's weird, there's weird cuts of, of, um, the main character, David Mann, like losing his shit in the car with the sunglasses on, the lighting's just hitting him right. And he's like laughing and kind of like losing it and, uh, driving away from him that I really, really like. And I don't really think that, uh, it's kind of a, it was kind of a, 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 a thing of its time. So that, that's why I feel like it hasn't traveled on in other Spielberg movies because it was definitely a thing of its time. But I like the way that it mixed with other Spielbergisms. I don't know. It is just I really like this movie. I think uh, it, it's it's yeah, it's definitely a watch. I wish this. I hope people listen to this and, and go check it out because that's my wish for this. And I want this to be a cult film. So. That's why I picked it. So, yeah, four for me. And that is our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media at cultfilm underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes, and we'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. We don't have anything to do today. People did leave us reviews. We had, like, three new reviews, but they didn't write anything. But thank you for leaving those five-star reviews. Awesome. So we appreciate that. Um, and uh, what am I forgetting here? You can follow Kyle you can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. Instagram. You, you can follow Mike at Mike Salustio on Twitter. You can follow Cody at. You can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. That's our show. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch the good movies. We'll see you next time. <laughs>